Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning, and to use my man J. Will's terminology, the Rockets are certainly not beta from deep. They are totally alpha from deep. We'll talk about that in 20 seconds. Welcome inside. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin also brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips Haircuts. All stylists are clean certified and guy smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. When you drop a joke and walk into a room, do it with confidence. Sure, the Rockets are up 2-0 after that big win over the Thunder, even though Houston didn't have Russell Westbrook. And Mike D'Antoni, well, his sense of humor, still working on it. But, you know, it's two games. I uh, just told the team, you know, all we did was defend home court. Now we got to go to Oklahoma City play. So uh, we got to come out to third game, same kind of intensity, same kind of mentality, and see what happens. Did they buy that? No. They kind of laughed. I don't understand. They kind of laughed at me. I don't get it. How come, if that was a joke, how come nobody laughed? Yes, even like, the media didn't <laughs> I laugh. forgot to laugh. <laughs> but even the fake media laughter wasn't there. Usually the coach a... gets the fake media laughter. But our producer, a... Evan, was like, this guy is such a good joke. It's really funny. <laughs> and both seen... Key and I were like, what? Have you seen Evan? Ah. Okay. Mm. That, that, that mm-hmm. explains why he would laugh at that joke. Mm-hmm. So you watched the game last night. You I watched all in... the games last night. You too. did. And <laughs> the draft lottery. Yes, and the draft lottery. <laughs> quadruple header and the draft lottery. That's what they pay you for to work. Hey, I wasn't complaining. What they pay him for is to dig into the box score and find things other people aren't realizing. And you saw something, and we know Dan Tony loves to shoot the three and the Rockets love to shoot the three, but they took it to an epic level last night, and it was one of the biggest things you took away from the game. They shot 56 three-point attempts, which is like an NBA record, right? Every player at least least shot four three-point shots. Every guy that checked checked in the game attempted at least four (laughs) three-point shots. Now, I know that this is a style that people potentially don't believe can win a world championship, but think about where they were just a couple of years ago. When you have the CP3 injury, they were up in that series against one of the best dynasties we've ever seen in the history of the game. The Warriors. Whether you want to say they were better than the the 96 Bulls or not. I mean, having Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Stephen Curry, CP3 has that injury. James Harden doesn't make shots down the stretch. We could be talking about the Houston Rockets as a team that won a world championship. I I think this style in which they can play, I am finally a believer that this style can win you a championship because they're going to outscore you. Now, they're doing this without Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is more like a Clint Capella for this team because he controls the paint with as many times that he can drive and attack. If you have guys that are knocking down shots, this team can beat anybody. If they're knocking down shots. Well, that's if, for every if team. You, if, you if know, AD but if is you playing shoot, like an alpha, but if they're going to be one of the best teams. If, if he's shoot, playing like a beta, they're not. If you're shooting 50-plus times from the arc deep and you missing, that's going the other way and transition immediately when they get the board. So why would you want to give up more possessions than you need to trying to score three points every single time down the floor to get up on people? you got to play defense. This is one. Of, if you look at Mike D'Antoni's system that he's been running forever – they score a lot of points, and it's up-tempo, and it looks fun, and it's cute and all. But at the end of the day, they're not able to finish the deal. Now, you say, if if CP3 didn't have an injury. Okay, but what about 
when Harden started doing the Harden thing and then Westbrook is standing there waiting for him to pass it to him and he's giving it to him with three seconds left on the clock, that you, you're not going to be able to win that way. Key, let me school you on this. Because oh, I, me. Because they're not playing the same iso ball this year. They actually have a lot of continuity in their offense if you watch the way they play. Guys are continuously moving around, and that's what happens when you have P.J. Tucker at the five. Now, if you want to go back to these if comments, right, I wonder what happens if Michael Jordan didn't win a world championship, right? Will we be well, so— Well, you the one said but, if, so uh, I just brought it back to you. Well, I wonder where we will be on the triangle offense, right? Will we deem that? Like, would Phil Jackson continue to run that with Kobe Bryant and, and Shaq and other teams? So I feel like you can always make a case. I can sit here and say but, but, if—hold on, but, let me finish. But, if Anthony Davis played like a beta, right? Like, oh— if Giannis doesn't, there's an if scenario for all these Jason, teams until they do it. Jason, you just said, Phil Jackson, triangle offense, would they still be running with Kobe? Phil Jackson had championships when he brought to Kobe, so he's going to run it. Mike D'Antoni ain't got no damn championship. But that's what I'm saying. But you So why are you stuck on like this I'm not, because win? you're missing my point here. Okay, because, well, maybe I am, because school me then again. Because that, my, first my point time was, you school me, if they didn't, didn't win it the first time with the triangle offense, the triangle offense would never be the triangle offense. We wouldn't be talking about it. We'd be telling you what's wrong with the triangle offense until they won it. So all I'm saying, it takes one time. But he's time. been trying for like 20 years but with he's this He's never offense. had Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Multiple MVPs on the same team. Well, he he had well, we had Nash and Phoenix, two time MVP, two time MVP, which okay. is pretty good. What, what was on the rest of what, the rest of that roster was what? I don't know. I can, I'm not trying to make your argument for you. Go ahead. It's not chopped liver. <laughs> okay, then when he was out west with the Lakers, he's he never did. he's never had two MVPs on the same team. Okay, I'm I'm gonna leave it alone. We'll be talking in about another. What is it, about another three weeks before they uh, another, at the house another, or whatever? A week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, we'll two be talking about that. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of talking, one thing I totally agree with that both of you said is that the confidence is super high when shots are falling. But James Harden actually weighed in and said, listen, our confidence is sky high, make or miss. Yeah, because obviously it's a bonus. When we're making shots, you know, our swag is you know way crazier, but... I think our swag is even better when we're not because we got to guard and, and defend and uh, you know be on the pay, be on be on the same page defensively. Um, you know our antennas go up even more when we're not making shots. The Rockets will look to get into the zone and take a 3 0 lead good, against OKC. I ain't gonna lie. Get in the it zone, brought good. to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. What do you got? James is the best innovator in the game of basketball. The things he's doing with the ball are so different and unique. He's He's kind of rewriting the rules of how you play this game, and they're rewriting the rules. The only thing I would say is that right now having Russell Westbrook have a chance to rest is huge for them with that, 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 that bruised quadricep, right? Because now they're up 2-0. Now Russ can take his time. But they're not taking their foot off the gas, and that's what you like about this team. They may get up a lot of jacks, but inevitably what they do with that style, they make teams play faster. So any team that wants to play that slow-down bully ball – yeah, you might go down and score a possession. It takes 20 seconds on the shot clock. You score two. Okay, Anthony Davis backs somebody down for 15 seconds. You score two. But all it takes is one three, and all of a sudden the score is four to three. Right? So for all your twos, if they make a couple of threes, they're right back in the game. You never feel like they're out of the game. I've seen them miss 30-some shots from three before, too. I understand. Right? So that can happen. That, that's, that's all I'm saying. It's cute, though. I like it. It would hard get to do it. It's an uh. It looked good. I'm man, paying you, to see it, but I don't think it'll win a championship. Man, you be tearing people down with the word cute. You be you're like, oh, Houston's cute. It's nice. No, it's Kyler nice. Murray's cute. It's cute. <laughs> but it ain't going to get the job done. 
Let it's me ask you a small, cute question. Small, <laughs> cute question. Uh, this is for Jay. Everybody's talking about if Harden just wins one championship, it would cement his legacy, considering yes. everything he's done offensively that is being overlooked or overshadowed, considering everything else that's going on in the NBA right now. But another guy that could use a chip to validate his reputation, maybe not so much for Key, is Mike D'Antoni. He's 69 years old. They've been talking about him over the last couple of years. Is he going to hang on? Is he isn't? If he gets one more title and validates what Key has essentially said, like it's all offense, no defense, even though you said this year has been a little bit different. What does it mean for him? Because to Key's point, he's been doing this since he was in Phoenix. The league has become more offensively driven. He was doing it way before it was. In your opinion, 69, maybe in his last year coaching this team, what would it mean for his legacy in hoops? Uh, it would be incredible for Mike D'Antoni. I, I think, you know, look, we, we always have this conversation. Until you do win something, then all the haters have to stop talking, right? So he will be known as somebody that's an innovator of the game. Same with James. They will go down in the history book says, look, I see little kids. If you go watch, and, and I don't like this aspect of My it. My son. And it brings me to a different conversation. Vince. I, Eight years old. He, look, I'm like, dude, if you him and Steph Curry, man, get up. I'll say this. Take a lap. It, that style can win a world championship. I don't like that style for youth basketball. Why? Because when I see kids come down and dribble 30,000 right. times He's and right. they take a step back three, and you're like, yo, man, pass the ball. Get other people involved, right? But James Harden is such a unique, different talent. It's James Harden's one-on-one. Like, there's nobody else that can do it like James Harden. But I'm not saying that's a style that I want to see kids – Imitate. But they're going to do it anyway. If you go back, Jay Will, and you think about it, it, every century or whatever the case may be, you, you, you get players that come along, whether it's Michael Jordan, and you wearing a knee sleeve even though nothing's wrong I with your it. knee. <laughs> we all you, did that. We, we all did it, right? The, the Black Sox with the Fab Five yeah, and all that all stuff. all that, because all, yeah. that's just what's in front of you. Yeah, like I yeah. said, my son Vance, eight years old, you look up at him and his basketball games, I'm screaming like a crazy dad telling him to pass the ball, get closer, because he's trying to shoot from half court. Because Steph Curry's his guy. We sound like old men right now. No, no, no. <laughs> we I, sound I, like old men. Get I'm off just, my lawn. I just know what happens. You know, I know when I was ball head, I want to be Michael Jordan. I chew the gum. I walk the same because yeah. that's what I saw. Stick the tongue out. All right? that, the Jordan all in the lane. But here's the thing. With James, though, it's different, though, right? Because you sometimes sit there while he'll beat a dude five or six times. Before he shoots. Before he shoots. And now you was, had him beat five or six times. And in the NBA, when you watch Kobe or Mike, it was like you turn reverse pivot. Like, you beat you once. I'm gone. I love watching him play, though. I ain't going to oh, lie. Oh, special, man. Especially when he's knocking it down and it's all Ooh. bottom of the net and he's staring you down and looking at mm-hmm. you. And just, it's good. It's good. I'll pay to go see it. But I don't think they can win a championship that way. That's just, And Jay Will might be right. We'll see. That's how they're all ultimately judged. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial is proud to partner with the small business experts at SCORE. Access free online resources through the SCORE Small Business Resilience Hub at SCORE.org. Still to come, Gronk speaks at Bucks Camp. And what he said would lead you to believe he still might be on the Gronk party cruise. That's on the way. And that is next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We'll get a little T and W in there as well. Hang tight for Tiger News in just a second. A to Z brought to you by Dell Small Business. Dell supports Small Business Month with savings up to 45% on computers with Intel Core processors. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. He's ready. He's shuffling on a Friday. If you're watching on television. It's or, Friday, man. <laughs> visit Dell.com. TGIF. Slash small business deals. No doubt about it. LeBron just had 10 last night, but that's okay when Anthony Davis has Ho-hum, Jay, 31-11, steal, and a block. And it's all Lakers all day, 111-88. Swish. Game Lillard got hurt, left finger injury. He says he's going to go tomorrow. Head coach Terry Stott says, hang on, we'll see. Tiger, he's played just five events this year heading into the Northern Trust in Massachusetts. Three under 68 yesterday. First event in the three-week FedEx Cup playoffs. He trails by four shots. He's tied for 30th. Tiger begins his second round today at 1.17 p.m. Eastern. Let's go, Tiger! In the Boston area. There'll be no patrons there, so Tiger will have to generate the energy. He used to have so many people around him when he's hit every shot throughout the 90s and on. Now he's doing it in front of nobody. The Timberwolves win the draft lottery. The Warriors are second. In that case, they probably actually were the big winner, Mm. right, Jay, when you think about it, relatively speaking. Well, they were, and I also think that Minnesota is going to get a big win if you have D'Angelo Russell together with Carl Anthony Towns and then Anthony Edwards from Georgia. That could be a pretty good look for that team. Keep in mind, Cat was the number one overall pick himself. Maybe they add one with Anthony Edwards as well. The Knicks, as usual, big losers. They will pick eighth. We'll talk NFL with Jeff Darlington, our NFL insider, who was first with Brady to the Bucks, and we'll talk more about his big pass catcher coming up here in just 30 seconds. 
Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement, going to play with Tom Brady at Tampa Bay. You know, when you put start years and years of accumulated reps together, it just gets better and better every year. Fires down the middle. He's an unstoppable rebel force. Rock and Tom Brady made the Patriots into who they are. Rob Gronkowski was only willing to come out of retirement to play in Tampa with Tom Brady. Tampa Bay is all in. That they are. They have not made the playoffs since the 2007 season. That could be changing. As I mentioned, we welcome an NFL insider, Jeff Darlington, who's all over Brady to the Bucks when a lot of people were very skeptical. Now he's been joined, of course, by his old teammate, Rob Gronkowski. And let's just say Gronk heard what Coach Arian said about the shape that Gronk was in. Let's just call it very, very good. And Gronk was very, very happy and very, very funny with his reaction. He said that the last thing he said to me was that I was in New England shape and that I'm not in Florida shape. So uh, I'll take that. I'll take that compliment from him for sure. But um, I'm feeling good out there. My body feels good. Uh, That's why I came back to the game. uh, And that's how I want to be moving. I want to be moving like how I was back in the day. Uh, No doubt about that. Why why else would I want to come back to the game and be moving like poop? Uh, that's <laughs> like right. I'm here to I'm here to move. I'm here to make plays. Um, I'm here to uh, block in the in the run game, and I'm here to make plays in the pass game. Gronk and a Gronk. I think we know that. Let's head to the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. We bring in Jeff Darlington. Bottom line, he's got Brady. He's got a coach that loves it. No risk it, no biscuit. Throwing it around, Jeff. What are your expectations for Gronk's comeback season? Oh, first of all, I really appreciate the analogy. Move like poop. <laughs> whatever that, uh, whatever that exactly describes, it feels just pretty on brand. So I appreciate that. When it comes to the expectations, guys, and guys, I love this crew that I'm talking to you right now. What a squad! But uh, when it comes to the expectations of Gronk, I just think that one of the things we have to remember here is that a lot of people want to talk about the reasons that he left the game as being physical in nature, and you heard him talk about his body being in better shape. But part of the reason he stepped away was also the mental anguish that he was feeling. He just wasn't into it. He didn't enjoy it. He hated the rigors of the Patriot way. And, uh, and that, that really took a toll on him to the point where he actually was ready to retire. And Brady convinced him to come back for that last run. And while they got a Super Bowl, they, they you know, it, it was a tricky uh, time for Gronk. And I think that not only is he in a better physical space right now, He's in a much better mental space. And I'm not so convinced that those two things don't go uh, go hand in hand when it comes to the expectations that we have for him. Jeff, you know I still don't like you, right? <laughs> Why? Why? Well, what happened? What is this Je- Jeff knows. but No, I don't know. I don't know. Now I want You can't just say that and not tell me context. Well, because he got the Brady news and he went with it consistently and he was right and I was wrong. Oh. So, and he, yeah. you know. Oh, well, that's, I mean, his, <laughs> that's your job, I though, was, right? I was moving on. <laughs> Talking about mental anguish, yes, Jeff, right? exactly. But look, <laughs> but look Jeff, uh, what would a successful season be for the Bucks? Man, you know what? When you, when you raise expectations and put the greatest of all time at quarterback, I, I don't think that Tom Brady um, views success as anything other than a Super Bowl. So I don't know that the rest of us should. Uh, the one thing I would say to that is I don't necessarily believe during the times uh, this offseason that, that we, that the aforementioned times when we were talking about all this stuff, 
did I ever sense that Tom felt like he had to pick the team that put him in the best position to win the Super Bowl? I know that sounds crazy when it comes to Tom Brady, but for him, he wanted to go where they had a really good core, a coach who was collaborative. He would, he wanted some warm weather. Like there, there were things outside of just simply being picking the team that was going to get him a seventh ring from, from the way I understand it. He feels like his resume speaks for itself and he could retire right now and, and he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. That being said, the second that he takes the field, uh, when you talk to people in Tampa, it feels like that totally changes and we're no longer led to believe any of that. So the expectation for Tom Brady, I would argue, is a Super Bowl. J.D., and- I'm, I'm just confirming, J.D., because uh, Keyshawn Johnson tried to sit up here the last day on radio and tell me that it would be a successful year for the Buccaneers if they just got to the playoffs. But you're confirming what got I just said, right? Playoffs. Yeah, thank you. He's thank you, Jeff. Well, like, and well, get bounced well, well, in, like, in, like, the – are we going to disagree again, Keisha? Look, look there's, a, there's a difference, Jeff, in Jay Will, of expectations of an individual. I asked the success of the team, what, what the team's success would be. Not Tom Brady. Every player like a Tom Brady wants to win a Super Bowl and has the expectations. But based on their seasons of the past, getting to the playoffs, to me, would be second. successful for them. Do do we have an expectation that the Patriots will win the Super Bowl this year? No. Right? Well, Would you agree with that? Uh, my expectations is that – He's couching, Jeff. He's no, couching. No, I no see I'm not. My expectations is that Cam Newton will stay healthy and they'll have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. That's my expectation. Just, to, to me, it doesn't feel like the expectation of the Patriots is the Super Bowl when if Tom Brady were still on that team – that would be exactly what we would expect. Yeah, that, there's so no question. Me, there's no question about that, though, Jeff. And when you talk about going to Tampa, my whole thing is be based on where Tampa Bay has been in the past. Getting to the playoffs is a successful season for them. No, that's okay. That's fair. It doesn't mean that the expectation shouldn't be greater than that. No, though, it right? doesn't. But that was never. Don't let Jay Will. Try to hey, he don't, just, you know, don't let him do that. Both sides of his mouth. No, I didn't That's say that though. Every time. We got no, tape. We, we, can go to, we can go to the tape if we choose to do so, you sir. Have, you don't have to yell at me, Keyshawn. We, I just talked to Keyshawn. Right. I, I know what Keyshawn's saying though. It is true. We can both be right. All right, Jeff. Be, let, me, let me get to my question. <laughs> Jay was like, we don't want to say that. I know. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to move on. <laughs> Man, he gonna make me karate chop. Me trying to just keep going on for the whole damn segment. How likely is it that we'll see Des Bryant playing the NFL this season? I mean, I think he'll get on a team, but but I think um, it, it would be more likely due to an injury. I, even the Ravens working him out. A lot of times, the problem with teams like to keep these these things quiet, and obviously they never wind up being that way. When you're kind of working out a high profile name that hasn't played in a while, like it's a look see. Like they want to they want to have him on their list. I think a team will give him a chance, but uh, but it's not going to be something where. Uh, at this point in his career, I don't sense that teams are going to be lining up to uh, – we know that. They're not lining up to sign him. But once they get through camp and kind of see what they have in some of the rookies, and here's the downside, the Ravens have a rookie who is playing really well. So so I, I think that kind of hurts Dez's chances, honestly. Regular season's over now, Jeff. We're into the postseason. Will we see a postseason bubble based on what the NBA is going through and how successful that is? It may, it, it's it, when that came up when I think Sean Payton was the one who mentioned it, right? Yes, I, yes. I, I, that, that was the first time when I thought about an NFL bubble being like, okay, that kind of makes sense because 
it's just it's not feasible with 32 teams. But when you start to whittle it down, maybe it becomes uh, more feasible. Fewer games on the weekends, less need for venues. But the idea of a bubble just never felt practical um, before that. Now, I think we all as a society hope that we're in a better place in four months. But I think we probably said the same thing four months ago. So it's tough to see what it's going to look like. But I think it's definitely a more feasible option than starting the season in some kind of 32-team bubble. Jeff, thank you for coming on our show and Jeff, talking Jeff, some be sense quiet. Be I really appreciate I mean, a team with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, oh, God. you know, Cameron Brayton, they have the tools to do this. Thank you. I really appreciate surged. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff, no problem. Thank Jeff, you. if you side with him, if you side with him, every day, you will never be back on the morning show this again. This is my life. <laughs> you will be dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Keyshawn, I was already dead to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much. That's NFL Insider. He's the best, Jeff man. Darlington. Yeah. He kept Bring telling it. me the whole time. I'm telling you, Key, Brady is going somewhere. He's not going to be New England. I'm just telling you. I'm sitting there. I'm going. Okay, either he just got off the phone with Brady again for the 80th time, or. He just feels that way just because, but I feel like he's staying in New England. So I have to, so I have to ask you this because I know your personality now. Did, did, you, did you call Jeff Darlington wrong on national TV? Did he say he has no idea what he's talking about? No, I know, okay, no, I, I didn't know. You no, I would down. Never, no, I would never do that. Okay. No, I would never do that. And that would, no, no, I, because obviously Jeff knew because Jeff was definitive. He was strong. He was, you know, he was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody else was like, no, no. But then as he continued to go on through free agency and he kept saying, kept saying, it's like, he knows something. Mm -hmm. He knows something we don't know. Here's something that a lot of people haven't realized. That's doing a good job. No question about it. That's why he's one of the best NFL insiders out there. When you talk about the postseason bubble that was brought up in our discussion, remember this year for the first time, it's the largest NFL playoff field ever. They are expanding the playoff field. It's been at a dozen since 1990. It's not the biggest thing in the world to put a couple extra teams in there, but if you are trying to minimize the contact in the bubble, it is worth noting that the 2020 season will have more playoff teams than any other season in NFL history, just for the logistical aspects of it. So we heard from Gronk, and we know the rapport key, obviously, between Brady and Gronk. We know how talented Mike Evans is. Jay mentioned Cameron Brate's a guy that maybe the casual fan isn't aware of, but it's critical to their offense, but you say it's not any of those guys that's going to be more simpatico with Brady. Simpatico. It's going to be simpatico. What, I don't, what does yeah, that give mean? Me that. Where, simpatico. Give me, let me see if I can find that in the phone. Man, Rutgers is coming up, man. Okay. Man, that was what? See what? It's seven thirty a.m. in the morning. Simpatico. Ever, I don't think I've ever heard that one okay. from nobody. Tom Brady and Chris Godwin are on the same page. Is that fair? Maybe I should have just said that. <laughs> Thanks for dummying it down for us. Yes, please. Um, I would think out of all those guys, Godwin's the guy that is the most important in this offense because you can move him around in multiple sets. You play him inside. If you think about the comfort level for Tom Brady, the Julian Edelmans, the Wes Welkers, the Troy Browns, guys that play inside the slot. Doesn't mean O.J. Howard and Gronk on a two-tight end set can't be on the field. Doesn't mean that Mike Evans isn't going to get touches. Doesn't mean Ronald Jones is not going to touch the ball out of the backfield. It means, it means none of that, right? But at the end of the day for him, his comfort level is always having that safety valve, and a safety valve outside of a tight end certainly can be Chris Godwin because they can use him inside on mismatches against linebackers and strong safeties and weak safeties coming down or nickel or dime defensive backs being able to cover the inside slot guy. Key, let me ask you a quick question. Is this the most 
talented elite position players that Tom Brady's ever had in his career? Collectively? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. It, it, Randy Moss obviously is is yep. off on an island by himself. He was with Gronk. I'm trying to think, was was Moss with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez at the same time? I don't remember. Hmm. I, if I got to go back and look, but it probably is, though. It probably is. So that means championship or bust, right? Not necessarily. I mean, hell, he's 43. I, we want him to win a championship at 43. He wants to win a championship at 43. But like I said to you multiple times, and I'll say it again, you're in the NFC. This is not the AFC. The NFC, if you go all the way from the top on the West and come all the way down, there's a ton of talented teams in the NFC from the New Orleans Saints to, to, to the Carolina Panthers to Atlanta to the Seattles to the San Francisco's, the Green Bay's, the Minnesota Chicago's. I mean, I could just run them on and on. You don't know where it's going to wind up. This isn't New England, Kansas City, Baltimore, mm-hmm. and then a whole bunch of other teams fighting for the fourth and fifth spot. This is a serious conference he's in. We should mention they did spend a half a season together. You wanted to mention the situation with Gronk there and Hernandez and Moss. In 2010, Gronk did spend a half season. Those guys all together, yeah. not too long, but they did cross over for a very a short talent. Amount mm-hmm. of time. So, in 30 seconds, Kendrick Perkins will be here to tell us about the one big NBA story nobody is talking about. Mm. That's after Sports Center. We'll begin where else? With the Lakers in the NBA. He's happy. Yes. First playoff win in eight years. That's hard to believe when you're talking about the 16-time NBA champion. You didn't have to say that, though. <laughs> Damian Lillard got injured. Finger injury. I guess Blazer fans didn't want me to say that either. The simpatico between uh, AD and LeBron <laughs> is just amazing. I just learned a new word. I'm going to say it all day long now. You're learning quick. Did I use it in the right context? You did. Okay. The, the Timberwolves also simpatico with the number I, one I pick. I won't try it. Because they had it in 2015. <laughs> And now they got it in 2020 because the Wolves won the draft lottery. You have to be kind of a loser to win the draft lottery. It's kind of the ironic part of the whole thing. But the Warriors, Jay, they get the two spot. Steph and Clay and Dre and maybe a stud. They'll be back before you know it. Even though the West is loaded next year, the Warriors will be top three in the West. Top, top three in the West. Three. Okay, we'll wait to see whether it's Clippers, one, two, Lakers, three. Lakers, Clippers, Warriors. <laughs> and how about a team with a drought? You want to talk about the Wolves. It's been a while since they've been great. The Padres haven't made the playoffs since 2006, but they made a little history. I'm not talking about Tatis swinging at 3-0 pitches. I'm talking about they've hit a grand slam in four straight games after hitting one last night. In fact, they have five on the season, which is basically more than everyone else in the National League combined. SportsCenter is brought to you by Nature Valley. Feel the joy of a sunny day. Find the freedom of an open field and taste the crunch from 100% whole grain oats. Stay outside longer with Nature Valley Oats and honey, crunchy granola bars. Sounds delicious. We are better mm. outside. <laughs> We're waiting for Kendrick Perkins. We'll talk about Big Perk. the NBA free agency with Perkins when it might start in just one second. But the big question here, Jay, is before we get to free agency and we crown a champion, the draft lottery was last night. You were there talking about it on ESPN. Your biggest takeaways were? <sighs> My biggest takeaway last night was that, you know, talking to multiple people around the NBA, that there's no consensus number one overall pick. You know, and it, it's interesting between LaMelo Ball, I called him LaMelo Basketball last night on TV, <laughs> which, you know, I messed up, but it became a great nickname. I'm going to own that. That's good. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, James 
James Wiseman. You, you see some of these players that are up for the number one pick, but you know, I, this draft is going to be interesting, Key. I, I, I'm not sure that there's a bona fide superstar. And as much as New York Knicks fans wanted to get the number one pick, I, if they had gotten a chance to get LaMelo Ball, yeah, great, we would have gotten that, that talent. But I don't know if he would have fit in with the style that Tibbs would have liked to play. And I think that would have been interesting overall. I think he has the most upside. He has the highest ceiling. Um, but when you watch Anthony Edwards, he, he kind of reminds me of a Jimmy Butler-type style of player. Not as great defensively, but he has that gear, man. He can shoot the ball, has great range, has great athleticism, and he has that dog in him where he wants to be the best. Like, we got a chance. Rachel Nichols was interviewing them both on our set, mm. and they got a chance to come on the show before they went live. And LaMelo said to Anthony, it was a two-shot, right? And LaMelo was like, what, what's up, my guy? What's up, my guy? And Anthony was like, yeah, what's up, LaMelo? You can just tell, right? Like, LaMelo was like, yeah, what's up? Like, wanted to be, like, playful and have that banter. And Anthony wasn't trying to have it. He was like, yeah, what's up, man? What's up, my guy? Like, you can just tell that dog existed in his mind. I'd be curious to see how that translates on the floor if that comes to Minnesota. Do you do you think, though, maybe because his dad was a little bit of a, a firecracker? A little? Well, I mean, he was, whatever, <laughs> yeah. But out in L.A. that a lot of players – they don't want to have to deal with that, that maybe that was what it was. It's like, I got a certain image in my brain mm. of what you could be. So I don't really want to have to deal with that. So I'm kind of like, well, I mean, you, you got a firsthand experience of this with I Lonzo, mean, right? As a Laker fan. Yeah. It got, it got old real quick. It, real it, quick. It got old real quick. It got, <laughs> it got old real quick, but it, that's what it is. Like if you accepting the kids, you're going to accept the dad because that's what comes with it. So think about this. With Lonzo went from L.A. to New Orleans, and now I'm hearing things around New Orleans that potentially Lonzo may be used as a trading asset in New Orleans, right? So think about who – all right, LaMelo won't go number one. He won't go number two unless the Warriors decide to use him as a trading asset. But then think about the third pick, the Charlotte Hornets. Who owns the Charlotte Hornets? Le, uh, Michael Mike, Jordan. Yes. And how much trash have we heard LeVar talk about he could beat Michael Jordan when in a one-on-one game? I'm just saying, and Charlotte needs a lightning rod, right? Devontae Graham, I thought he should have been most improved player. It's incredible. And I I like the way this team is a little bit constructed. Terry Rozier maybe um, might find himself out of the league, which is crazy in time if he doesn't perform at a high level. But you could have a LaMelo Ball situation down in Charlotte because of the notoriety that he would bring to the Charlotte Hornets. So is it out of the question for the Knicks to move into the one spot? Is that out of the question? Do you trade up? I mean, do, do you want to trade like, up for LaMelo? Like, but what if they like LaMelo? Because Derrick Rose, and I'm not saying that, I don't know, you tell me based on your, your basketball uh, analysis that Derrick Rose fit in the Tibbs system pretty well, and they both kind of are scorers of the basketball. You don't think that that could transition into that? See, LaMelo is more of like that Steve Nash type player, run and gun and pass. and. But he ain't really no real facilitator like that, though, is he? Oh, no, he could pass that thing, man. He could pass that thing. I See, give him credit his, on this. His, his, his brother, vision is different. Zoe can pass for sure, and his vision is, is wicked. But I don't really see Melo like that. I just see him filling up with buckets all day. Well, here's the thing about Melo. I mean, that's why I said the upside, the ceiling is off the chart. He's 6'7". Yeah, he was like six two last week. That's what I'm saying. He's six seven. No, he so, literally was. He was. He was four or five years ago. He might have been six one. So we did. We did overnight. This, he just Anthony Davis type growth spurt. Dude, we did this whole skit with him back in the day where uh, it was myself, it was Lamelo, it was Lonzo, it was his brother uh, Jello, 
And, uh, you know, we, a lot of lows. Huh? Yeah, a lot of lows. Le-Angelo, and we did this whole Leangelo. And, like, he was so tiny back then. It's like tiny. five years. Tiny. I'm telling you, he was right? small. And you were worried about him. Like, oh, the run of exactly. the family. How yep. will he worry it out? But there is that grit to him because he was always overlooked because his brothers got way more but attention. He, but he also has more, like, dog in him to a degree where he's kind of like his – he follows Pops and he listens to Pops and his parents and all those sort of things. But he's kind of – a kid off on his own. He kind of does his own thing where Lonzo was under his father's thumb for so long. I think that when you look at him now, he's like, I'm going to be my own person, my own man. I'm not going to have my parents kind of running the show for me. Now, if Obi Toppin can drop to the eighth pick or to the what, – what pick did the Knicks get? The eighth, 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 eighth overall pick. He can drop. I mean, he might be somebody – I mean, he was up National Player of the Year, right, in college basketball. Played for Dayton. I think a lot of well, people would have been on him though. more if we had an NCAA tournament. But, but let me ask you, I was about to say, if if you see him play against better competition, do you evaluate him differently? Yes. To push him up? Then yes. better competition would come only in the Sweet 16s and things that have tournament, right? If Obi Toppin had played in March Madness, we yeah. might be talking about him as a top three pick. He was easily the National Player of the Year, led Dayton to their highest ranking since the 1950s. Still to come, we just talked about the NBA draft lottery. Man, where at, man? That, come on, Perk. <laughs> wake up, See, this man. Is, I was this, trying this, to be this. nice about that. No, I'm going to handle this. <laughs> wake your ass up, Perk. Preach to him. Like, come on. Get and, him. And you want to know why, Perk. Come on now. Oh. <laughs> so still ahead, we talked about the NBA draft lottery. We talked about Perk not being here. Should the NFL have a draft lottery. We'll take it or shake it. That's on the way. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Well, it's pretty obvious uh, Perkins shaked it with us. He did not He did not take it. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin brought to you by Indeed. If that next step for your business is finding a high-impact hire, try Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. Indeed will even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post at Indeed.com slash high-impact terms and conditions apply. It is Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, and Zubin Mahenti here on ESPN Radio and we're ready to you take it. Say my name like that, man. How did I say it? It, it didn't come off your tongue yeah. right. Okay. Let me let me uh, let me back up. It's K J and Z because even I can't screw that up on ESPN Radio. It's time to take it or shake it. Brought to you by Granger. Essentially, we'll give a topic. We want to do this. We want to toss it. Take it or shake it. First up. Key, the NFL, much like the NBA, should adopt a draft lottery. Take it or shake it? Shake it! Shake it! Yeah, you got you to shake that. And the reason is, is that the system has been in place for a very long time. There's nothing broken about it. You lose, you get the top pick. You win, you're at the bottom. Why not? Why get into a lottery system? Because it's 2021, and why? Well, it's 2020. Look, I didn't try to skip over 2020. It's been that hell of a year. But why not, though, Key? Why not just try to do something different? Keep the fans engaged. Add an element of surprise to the whole experience. No, I don't think you. I don't think you need to do that. Just okay. keep it like it is. Okay. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Keeping it the way it is promotes parity, which is why the NFL has become so. See how quickly he popular. just shot that down. He's like, no, no, I don't like it. Take it or shake it. Next up, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons will both be on the Sixers next year. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take Take it. it. These two aren't going anywhere now. If you would have asked me about Brett Brown, then I would have been like, "Uh uh-oh. That's a different conversation. He is shaking. That's for yeah, sure. Right for now. sure. His comments? <laughs> I would have to agree that I think Brett Brown will be gone. Yeah, I mean, so if they get sweeped, he's definitely gone. He's gone now. And the question becomes about what does Elton Brand choose to do next? But I don't think you break up that duo yet. Elton Brand, the former great player, now the Sixers GM. The Dallas Mavericks have the best duo in the bubble with Doncic and Porzingis. Key, take it or shake, shake it. it. Shake it. I mean, you know, there's a couple dudes. LeBron James, AD, Kawhi, Paul George, Dane Lewis, CJ. Harden I think Westbrook. Harden Westbrook. I think these guys, have, one of my words is they're very cute right now in terms of what they're doing. They're setting some standards for their future and how they want to play. But I think when you look at it as a whole, you got to think that's either PG and Kawhi or LeBron and AD. I will say this, though. Doncic is averaging 31 points per game, and Porzingis is averaging 28 points per mm. game since the restart. Numbers looking pretty good. Like I said, trending in that direction. This one I can predict. If you've been listening to us since Monday and really appreciate it if you have as we wrap up our mm-hmm. first week on KJ and Z, the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 will play this year. I've been listening to Key all week, so I think I know whether it's going to be take it or shake it. I would say I'm going to shake it here. Shake it. I think that they want to play. They push it forward. But think about it, man. 
you got Notre Dame, North Carolina State, UNC, all having issues with the pandemic right now going on from a from just a normal student standpoint. They're trying to push it. These a couple of these teams in schools have now postponed practice because of this. Yeah. I just don't I don't see it. We got a few weeks to go. Things happen overnight. We might come back on Monday and learn that they completely canceled college football. I'm, just, I'm hearing Key be a little shaky in his voice on this one now, not <laughs> well, saying you know it with why? the same conviction that he well, said before. We get, look, because we get close to football. <laughs> I know, I'm season. trying to tell you. I'm like, damn, I think ready. they're moving towards playing, Key. Ooh. It's looking like they're moving towards playing. I know, I know, I know. This next one, inspired by Jay Will, neither the Lakers nor the Bucks will make it to the NBA Finals. Take it or shake it. How was that inspired by me? Didn't you say earlier you thought that both of them could get clipped? Shake it! Shake it! You know, they both could get clipped, but it's probably not going to happen. I think Milwaukee will see Toronto. The Lakers should see see the Clippers. The Lakers take care of the Clippers, and I really don't care what happens with Milwaukee and Toronto. Key, who's the most loaded team there is in the NBA, you think? The Clippers. Yeah, that, that, that's the my Clippers. only thing for the Lakers, right? The, the Clippers. The but, volume but, of- but prior to us getting inside this bubble, us, <laughs> again, <laughs> getting inside this bubble, we took care of business against both of them back-to-back, if you remember, yep. in the early springtime. Before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. The Lakers, that was the question. Can the Lakers beat the Clippers? Can the Lakers beat Milwaukee? Because we, we took care of business against them. So I think we're okay. Key, what's, what's been the experience inside the bubble? Since you said we, wait, I, tell me, take me firsthand. What's the food like in the bubble? Hey, Malika, if you're around, call me and let oh. me know what's going on inside the bubble. And that's take it or shake it. So the big question here, guys, coming up is what's Anthony Davis going to do here in free agency? We'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, we've got a word here from Granger from Key in just a moment. Anthony Davis Free agency. It's looming, that's for sure. But when will free agency start? Because you're in a situation here where if the NBA season doesn't start till December or January, when does free agency appear? As you get back to business, Granger is there to help with supplies and solutions for every industry, safety recovery guides, 24-7 support and more. Visit Granger.com slash recovery. NBA free agency talk on the way next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.